for another episode of Girls in the Grandstand. Um, this week we will be talking about the Hungarian Grand Prix. As you can probably see, Kay is looking a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she can't join us, but we are joined with a good friend of Girls in the Grandstand. We've got Ryan with us. Hello, Ryan. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Welcome Pleasure. to Girls in the Grandstand. Great to be here. <laughs> Happy to hear it. So what did you guys think of the Grand Prix yesterday? Hmm. It's a bit of a mixed bag because if you take Max Verstappen out of the equation, <laughs> it was a good race. It was a cracker of a race. <laughs> As always. Um, <laughs> obviously, in his own little race. <laughs> yeah, apart, obviously, if you can't tell, McLaren fan here, fanboy here, you know, uh, <laughs> great performance from Lando again. Oscar was a bit unlucky, which we'll probably go into um, what happened to him, but it's just nice to see someone else than Verstappen get pole again. Yeah. Which is good. I enjoyed enjoyed the qualifying this week. It was was a good one. Sure. What about you, Jen? What do you think? (laughs) Let's listen to talk about the race. Oh, the qualifying (laughs) for me. Um... I think we're going to have to start a GoFundMe for Jen's therapy at this point. Yeah, I think Alpine should pay for it at this point, if I'm honest. Why not? It's just... Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll drop him a message and see how we can get that arranged for you. It's just, I, don't, I don't even have any words anymore. It's just... It's what can just you terrible, do? terrible luck for them in the race yesterday, wasn't it? It's like neither of it was their fault either. Just no. Just got caught in... The Hungarian boss. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Still got PTSD from uh, 2021 from that yeah. as well. <laughs> I think, um, who was it? Guan Yu Zhou's probably played a bit of wee bowling and got some lessons from Bottas from yeah. two, two years ago. So, yeah, it's pointers from his teammate. Yeah. I mean, sucks, sucks for Guan Yu Zhou considering. P5 in an Alfa Romeo is I was like yeah. what, what what's going on here like where's <laughs> this pace come there? from both of the Alphas on qualifying day I was just like where where have they come from like not to say it like you know in a bad way but you don't really you don't really sort of think of them on a race weekend because they're one of those that are always sort of back down there I was, yeah. I was quite surprised <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know Alpha did bring upgrades this week to the track, and I think this their car is sort of suits the medium to s- slow corners like Hungary has. Um, that's kind of helped them a little bit, and maybe that that their car suits the harder tire and quick qualifying. We saw in Q1 he was the fastest yeah. in Q1, so maybe their car's suited for that tire. But then as it carried on, I was like, oh. Okay, their car's pretty decent. Could get some points today, mm. but we know what happened at the start. Unfortunately, yeah, it would have been interesting to see um, where they ended up if that hadn't happened. Yeah, I did feel would... bad for him because he's yeah. obviously a nice guy and he didn't mean to do it, but it was just it was a chain reaction at the end of the day. He went to Ricardo, went into Ocon, and then Ocon went over the top of Pierre. It's just there was there was no way we could have saved them two cars. Mm. Not no. at all. What did we all think of the um, qualifying format this weekend? I, I think it's a good idea. I think, as it showed with the results, it brings unpredictability. We saw what Guan Yu Zhou as a P1, Lando got 
Fast and Q2, and we won't say what happened in Q3 until Hamilton saved us all from <laughs> Max Verstappen again. Um, I think it's a good idea. I think what they're doing, the reason behind it, I think is a good idea because I think they're trying to save tyres, you know, building them, you know, being a bit more environmentally friendly with them, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of construction. But I can understand from the driver's point of view, I think Lando mentioned it about if it wasn't for, I think it was FP1 or two where it rained, then obviously they wouldn't be doing a lot of running. No. Um, because of the, I think there's 11 sets they've got where they had for this week um, and compared to 13. So I think it's it's sort of like, I'm like 70-30 on it in terms of percentage of success. I think it's great, as we saw, George Russell got knocked out in Q1, Science got knocked out in Q2, and I mean, Lando and Max nearly didn't get out. They had to pull out mm. a great final run in Q2 to get in, and yeah. just creates this unpredictability. And I love it. I think it's great. I think. I don't know what you two think to it. I was quite negative going into the weekend about it. I'll be honest. I wasn't. I was like, why? Why do they need to try this? I get the sustainability side of things, but why not just give them two less sets of tires and let them do what they've always done as teams and decided what what strategies they do with their tires? But I think, like you said, from the results and the unpredictability and the excitement of qualifying on Saturday, I think early signs show that it it could definitely work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was somewhat different. And like you said, we got someone different on pole. And I think we need that back at the minute because it's feeling very much like it's Max's it's Max's show and people are just turning up um, to watch him. And he's just having a whale of a time out front. He's just chilling 20, 30 seconds ahead. He's <laughs> having a great time. Yes. Yeah, I, I think from what I've seen from stats and uh, telemetry and stuff that I see on there's a Twitter user that I follow who displays telemetry of like which sector, particular mini sectors that a car's good at. And as you can see, Lando was quick in the middle part with the fast left right after the I think it's the first chicane, the tight right left in sector two. He was quite quick there. And then you saw Hamilton was quicker in the final sector. Max was just quick in the straight line. We all know that. Even though I've heard or seen about their DRS not being as strong now as it was before. Mm. Um, we can see like from the top speeds I think they're about a couple of kilometers now quicker but obviously we saw in the race it was just too damn quick because obviously no one's got DR- everyone's got DRS have they so no. um, but I think back on the whole you know this new quality format I think I can't remember who said it I think it was maybe Ted Kravitz or Martin Brundle was talking about it if they got rid of like a, a spare wet intermediate or wet tyre if it, we know it's going to be dry they yeah. can just use an extra hard or an extra medium tire so the drivers can do more running maybe potentially but i mean i'm not the fia but <laughs> yeah we, no. are, we consider it they are at the minute but i think it's a good thing to trial see yeah. how it goes i think with a couple of tweaks i think it could be it could work and we have seen from results it creates unpredictability and that's i think what we want to see at the minute considering we hear the dutch national anthem every week now so God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally know it off by heart uh, at this point we uh, all think of the action i saw a lot of uh comments on twitter during the race saying that people were falling asleep <laughs> it wasn't the greatest race to watch i was expecting a bit more excitement shall we say 
I was feeling a bit more battles between Lewis and Bax, but obviously Lewis's car just couldn't, it couldn't fight up there this weekend. And I think that just shows Mercedes are, is just not there with the car this year. Um, so I don't know how Lewis is feeling about all this, considering the contract situation as well. It was a shame to see him fall back so quickly off the start, you know, after he'd got a really good pole position and his track record around this circuit as well. It's one of his best tracks just to see. He couldn't, he couldn't even really, you know, he was saying he couldn't really even keep up with the McLarens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit, I think they've still got a little bit of, um, little bit of work to do at Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, from my point of view, I think probably the first five corners was like, oh, here we go, great race coming, you know. Yeah. Lando's overtake on Lewis was very impressive, I have to say, around the outside of turn three, I'm going to say, three and four. Um, yeah. And obviously Max, of course, you know what Max is going to do, turn one, squeeze him out. Oscar Piastri comes down the inside, goes up to PT. I was thinking, here we go. We're cooking here, Getting could get a you know, one, two, potentially, as they said in pre-build, you know, on socials, you know, because mm. <laughs> I actually was expecting Max and Lewis to come together. And I think they did touch a slight bit, but no real major damage, of course. Um, but then after that, you know, just the top, what, top three, Max, Lewis and, not Lewis, um, Oscar and Lando just went off in the distance, left Lewis behind, as you mentioned. I don't think the Mercedes is good on race pace, around there it just didn't look planted as as it was in, no. in the practice sessions but we know in quality trim it's just a quick car we know lewis is lewis he knows this track he's yeah he's obviously broke the record you know nine poles on a single track more than anyone now mm-hmm. and i just thought something could be cooking could be a cracking race but obviously i think it was overhyped and Turned out to be a bit of a snooze fest in the end, of course. Um, yeah. But I mean, there was other battles though. We we could mention Perez going through the field, getting a podium was pretty impressive, which we should really expect considering. He's in a yeah, Red Bull. I was going to say he's in a Red Bull. So is it as impressive as you know other people bringing, like for example George Russell qualifying down in eighteenth and him finishing, you know, in sixth was. Did you finish sixth? Yeah, he was sixth. Sixth, yeah. 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 I I mean, that. Yeah. Um. I think his move on Piastri was, you know, good, clean. I think Piastri and McLaren. I would say, you know, a little bit, you know, trying to get maybe a penalty out from the FIA, but obviously it was no further action, and it actually damaged uh, Oscar's floor, and that's why he dropped off. Which is a bit like, oh, where could he have come? Could he have been matching Lewis in the end? Maybe, but you could just saw with damage on the floor, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Downforce. We know McLaren's a really highly downforce car with the drag it has. It's not as bad as other teams, but a hell of a lot better than it was what in Saudi Arabia when they were like at the back of the grid. Let's not forget those times, eh? <laughs> no. Definitely not. Definitely not. I think um, the point that you made about Mercedes and their quality trim is quite is interesting because at the end of the race, when the fuel had burnt off, they they you know they picked up a bit, didn't they? Their pace sort of came back to them, and I think 
that's obviously something that they really need to look at is why why when they have not got as much weight on the car is you know the the performance so much better yeah and I think George proved it coming as you said from 18th all the way up to p6 mm. and for the last majority of the race had the fastest lap of the race and was yeah. over a second the second half quicker than the guys ahead of him including I mean the, but the biggest surprise to me was Ferrari they oh just, my god that pit stop that pit stop <laughs> <laughs> that pit, the, the certain pit stop, and they just had no words. They just, they just had no pace, and no. it's quite shocking when they were up like the second best team, and now, yeah, I, I think now they're the fifth fastest team. If I'm honest with McLaren, now probably second quickest, maybe third. I think Mercedes are second now, and Aston is slightly ahead. But even they had a bad race. No one really mentioned about them during the race, apart from. Right. Alonso passing his teammate through team orders. So the last um, races, Aston Martin seemed to have been not really anywhere, and just like like I said in in the last uh, the last episode, have they have they sort of slowed down on development, and are other teams just catching them back up? And this is sort of more realistically where where they belong this season. I, I generally thought with their car because I was, I was at Silverstone. Um, when I saw it on track and it didn't look as planted as normally like other, other tracks. And, and I've, I thought we well, just nailed it down to being circuit specific for their car. It's not mm-hmm. like in the high speed section and because of the hangar straight and the Wellington straight with drag. And then I thought coming to this track, I thought, you know, not a lot of straights apart from the main one, you know, it's very medium to slow corners, which their car really likes mm-hmm. when we've seen it at like Bahrain, uh, like at the start of the season. Monaco and the prime example with Alonso, but I just don't get their car now. Like it doesn't like the the fast flowing circuits, but I was expecting to be maybe not fighting for wins, but maybe like top five. And yeah. To see them at the bottom pecking order, the top ten, is just a bit of a surprise for me. And whether they are halting now and focusing on next year, mm-hmm. or maybe something's happened in terms of cost cap potentially. Um, oh God. Well. <laughs> maybe but but yeah i think them and them and ferrari were probably the big shocks i think for this race and more so ferrari in this case yeah ferrari had a let's say a terrible race i mean he didn't finish bad but i think that pit stop was absolutely ridiculous there's no way a ferrari should be doing a 9.4 no. and then getting a five second penalty for Leclerc going over oh <laughs> god wouldn't have been the one to be that person to tell him that no I just went from bad to worse and, and it's you know you get to a point where you think how how long do they let this continue before they really look into what they can be doing because this this isn't just this season anymore this is no. this has been going on for a few seasons yeah I mean their car concept going into last year was I was like wow I mean their side pods how they've got it like at the inside of the side pod it's like mm-hmm. curved and like more airflow goes to the back of the car and I'm thinking that's a very nice idea and it was working as we saw last year and then all of a sudden it's just like a downward spiral and maybe they're trying new concepts and it's not working with the side pods or it's the side pods themselves maybe with the new regulations with trying to stop the porpoising potentially because they were really bad with it last year 
mm-hmm. maybe that rule change has had an effect on the car and it doesn't like running low with low rake maybe they have to raise it raise the ride heights a bit and make it a bit more stable for the car it could be that potentially that could be the the rumor but maybe hopefully they'll bring up grades maybe you know because i think leclerc now he's gonna be like why well, want to want to be a ferrari when it's the fifth fastest car we want to be in the you know be number one be yeah. get the prancing horse back up there and he may move jump ship you never know yeah. if it continues or whatnot so yeah just hope for the ferrari fans out there that they uh can pray that they get a fair car coming soon or maybe focus on next year which i think as i think you mentioned kel that they probably will be doing now so yeah i mean it's not just the car for ferrari as well is it it's just the team the team just don't seem to 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 gel don't seem to know sometimes what they're doing it's just it's very odd for a team that's been in formula one for as long as ferrari has that they can make so many mistakes it seems when it comes to strategy and you know things like that it's just I feel like they really need to be doing something now that's gonna turn it around for them for sure I agree I think they've spent too much time at the circus you know with the clown suits on and (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) it wasn't I mean, I know, okay, it wasn't really full of a lot of action, but I think we've had a lot worse races this season so far than than the Grand Prix yesterday. Yeah. yeah I think it was it was an all right race, but it wasn't like the best race. It's not one that I would watch back on F1 no. TV. But no. <laughs> maybe the first five laps and then but I, I will give a mention to um because I know this weekend was the first one they had the the, the kids version of the yes. um mm-hmm. and I have recorded it, I have watched a tiny bit of it, and I have to say, I think from a child who's never watched it before, you know, when we have it normally, mm. you know, there's lots of information going on. Like theirs is colourful, bright, big, bold, not saying Verstappen, leader. And then I noticed as well, there's like little facts that come up and they were saying about like for an elephant, there's like the equivalent to like 40 F1 cars or something in weight. So it's like, it's good to get this sort of little information out. And then they've got like avatars for the drivers. And yeah. I, f- I think I saw one bit that was like hover planes or something of the drivers <laughs> and like flying around the circuit. I was like, oh, this looks... Uh... But I, I think... Because obviously I have a son. Yes, he's only one at the minute, but if he was old enough, he, mm. I think it's a great way, way to get kids in. And I know there's a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and social media, saying, mm. what, "What is this? Like, it's so terrible, and like, it's not what I want to watch. I'm going to unsubscribe from Sky and all that." And I'm thinking, oh, no. it's not for, <laughs> so a, for it's not for a forty year old, is it? It's for no. like it's for children. Yeah, for, for children, and I think. <laughs> the whole production the presenters the kids they had on there were brilliant i think that was a good one with um i can't remember what her name was but she was interviewing max verstappen when she obviously ratted out lando about the whole trophy smashing on the podium <laughs> and it just brings out you know character brings a lot you know a bit of the humor side of things and yeah for, for their age i thought they did a pretty good job i thought they were all really really 
did. They all spoke with a lot of confidence and they were quite, you know, clued up on what they were talking about. I, I just, I don't understand a lot of the stuff that was on Twitter about it, to be honest, because I thought, I thought they were great. I think they were a bit, some of them were more insightful than some of the actual presenters that we see sometimes on there, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I love the little section. I think she was called Scarlet, if I remember. Yeah, um, Scarlet, that's it. And she was with Ted Kravitz, and Ted Kravitz was talking her through what he does as a pit lane reporter, and she seemed really interested in it. She wasn't just, like, asking questions just to make Ted talk, and he seemed really happy to help her as well. And I think that's going to help a lot of people wanting to, like, young kids watching it, wanting to get into the sport, think, oh, I could be like Ted Kravitz one day, or I could be like Brundle, and I could be up there, you know what I mean? So... I thought it was a good thing to have, and I hope they do more of it throughout the season yeah. or even next season. Um, yeah, e- even the drivers as well. Yeah, yeah, the drivers were so like interactive with the kids and talking to them. And when Charles was taking little Braden round his driver's room, I thought that was really sweet of him. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was good, and it's good for the sport going forward. You know, like Ed. With your son, yeah, okay, he's only one now, but when he starts growing up, it's gonna help him. It's gonna help him to understand it a bit more and be a bit more sort of engaged with it. I think. I think. I I do think it's a good thing. Definitely. Next, we go to Spa. Yeah, we're on to our next sprint weekend. With the sprint race, lovely. I generally, I generally forgot it was a sprint race this week. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's one of the creme of the cremes, isn't it? It's one of the, for me, one of my favourite tracks. Yeah, same. Um, and uh, the unpredictability of the weather, as we all yes. know. Yeah, we um, do. But there's obviously going to be a bit of, you know, down, you know, about what's happened recently in the, I think it was like the Formula Renault European yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. Obviously, strolls come out when it happened, and I think that's going to be a lot of people's minds at the back of their head. But apart from that, I mean, it is Spa. It's one that should be on the calendar. It's yeah. brought out some cracking races over the year. Well, not recently, but <laughs> not with that rain. <laughs> but in the past, like I could think of, two thousand was probably one of my favourite races with Hackenden against Schumacher and passing Zonta free wide down the Camel Straight. Will always be one hour. Always remember. And other, there's there's been so many races that have been good, and there's obviously been controversy. Mm-hmm. Hamilton Raikkonen, 07, I believe it was when Hamilton lost P1. I think in the end he had a penalty, but when he went off at the last corner. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a good track. And let's be honest, we know Red Bull are probably going to win again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know that, but. <laughs> I just hope some teams will bring up grades and give them a challenge. That's the yeah. main thing. I mean, we know... um, good to see uh, McLaren get, a, get the top step. I mean, I know that's very optimistic, but <laughs> as a man, I will always hope for that win for us. Well, I mean, you say that. I mean, I think Zach Brown came out and said that there is an upgrade coming for Spa, which should have been at Hungary, which I think is to do with suspension. So it could mm. be like, so that could help with uh, ride heights, you know, stability and maybe help with the slower corners. But we know this track is, what, half of it's mainly straights and half of it's corners suits the <laughs> McLaren. 
I think, with Puan and that right-left chicane, I think it might suit them there. But then, obviously, McLaren, Zach's come out and said there's even more upgrades coming later in the year where they could fight for wins, according to him, which could be exciting. And mm-hmm. we can dream of Lando finally getting a win. <laughs> finally. Um, Honestly, but very happy <laughs> I think for Jen, um, we should hope that uh, Alpine don't get another double DNF and go for a hat trick this week. I, I don't know if they do it in Spa. Just any other place but Spa, please. Like, just not Spa. Just want Pierre to have a good race here because obviously this track is very special to him. Um, so he'll probably have a special helmet this weekend as well. Um, but I just really want a good race for Alpine because I just feel like everyone, including like the whole team in the garages and back at the factories, are just very much down in the dumps at the minute because there's just nothing is going their way at the minute. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like it's against them. Like nobody's done anything wrong. Like that double ZNF that happened wasn't their fault, but yet they will sit there and probably blame themselves for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not it's not their fault, is it? Like this week at Hungary, obviously it was not on their fault at all. And then Silverstone with um Gasly, obviously Stroll hit him off and broke his suspension. Can't what happened to Ocon. I can't remember what. I should know because I was actually at the race. <laughs> yeah, he was there. <laughs> I should know, but probably I was fanboying over Lando leading the race. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I do think that their car is a good car. I think it's it's not obviously Red Bull esque pace. I think it's decent midfield package they've got, and I, I actually from you know a neutral fan of Alpine, I think it would be good to see them fight again with McLaren. I know it's like forty points the gap now between them and, and uh, McLaren now, but we saw it last year. There was a cracking battle between them two towards the final round, and I honestly want to see it again. Yeah. And and they've got two good drivers, and we know mm-hmm. they've had bad history, Gasly and Ocon, like when they were younger, but I think they're two good drivers. They've got lots of knowledge, experience, and if you just avoid getting in people's other's incidents, then I think they could get a decent points finish and maybe their car will suit them this week at Spa, potentially. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but sprint races don't really go well for Gasly, so <laughs> we'll um, we'll see come Saturday how I feel. What do we think about um, the circuit as a sprint race circuit? I just so think, can... yeah, I think, it's, I think it's not the right track to have a sprint race. I'm kind of like... One half, yes. Over half, no. I think you've got the straights, DRS, overtakes. I think great opportunity there. But then obviously lack of overtaking potentially in the middle sector. May see some people attempt some bold moves at Puan, maybe. But I'm kind of, I think it depends on the weather. I think mm-hmm. if it's a, I think if it's a wet race, maybe could bring some spice. If it's in the dry, I mean, Max will just wander off in the distance or Perez <laughs> whatnot. But I'll be very interested to see what teams do this week at uh, Spa. Do they sacrifice, you know, for the sprint or do they sacrifice sprint performance to go for the race? And obviously, I think we know we'll probably go for the race side of things. But 
I mean, we just all just got to do just put a load of sandbags in the Red Bull, give them loads of weight, <laughs> have them have drag, and uh, you know, just or have them on like the lowest engine mode and see if they can yeah. win the race from the back. I was going to say, I mean, even just trying like telling them that they have to start from the back, but I think even then, it's not going to take too long really for Max to <laughs> to work his way back through. Well, it was like Perez at Silverstone as a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Got into the points quite comfortably, I think. And uh, just they're just their car is just too good. And I think this track will suit them a lot from based on their, especially their recent upgrade with the, um, where they've trimmed the side part a little bit on the front with the intake. And apparently it's to create more, you know, airflow and obviously makes the car a bit more planted and, as we've seen at every track this season, their car is just too good. Yeah. So I'm afraid, viewers, it's going to be one of those ones again. So get your get your get your PJs on, get your blanket and pillow, and <laughs> yeah. get on the sofa and uh, have a nap. Have a nap for 44 laps. Yeah. So we're just we're just watching the uh, the race that's behind Max Verstappen. Really, yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. Max is going to win, so it's whatever yeah. happens behind. I think Toto Wolf put it correctly it was like an f1 car yeah. versus a lot yeah. of f2 cars <laughs> I mean, that's very true especially at this track and yeah, monza yeah. when after the summer break i think it's going to be literally an f1 car versus f2 or even yeah. f3 f3 cars yeah. could be f3 at this point yeah i think you could be right there definitely could be right stuff yeah. on this year that car Unstoppable. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Cost cap. <laughs> <laughs> <Potentially>. <laughs> uh, we'll have to wait and see who's been naughty this time. <laughs> I mean, it's three teams, potentially. Potentially, yeah. We'll see. It would be very um it would be very interesting if it is someone like Mercedes after everything that's happened with Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> with God. I think, I've, from what I've heard, it's either Aston Martin was one, Red Bull was another, and Mercedes mm. were the three teams in question. But it's all rumours, it's yeah. Italian media, but I mean, I won't be surprised if it's Aston, let's be honest. With... No. Yeah, that's so true. how they've magically appeared. Out of yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Mercedes. I could see, obviously, completely new car with the, the side pods going. Maybe, but it all depends on like there's like little things because like Aston's a good example with the Valkyrie because apparently they've used F1 components with that and it actually contributes to the cost cap apparently. Mm. And obviously, Red Bull may have been a part of that as well. So, or it's gone towards catering. Yeah, we will see. That's one, that's another thing to look out for as well. Yeah, overall, I think I'm excited. I'm always excited going into a race weekend. So we'll see what what happens. We will indeed. We'll see if it rains. Yeah, it's definitely a place where where they can play a big part in how the weekend goes. Yeah. In Spa. Got to call a, a bold prediction. No. Max to retire. Lando oh. or, Lando to win a race. McLaren double podium. 
I'm calling like, it right now on this very, very bold prediction <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> hmm. We'll have to bring you back for the next one if it if you're yeah. correct. Yeah, I'll have to get you on, definitely. Make a public apology <laughs> statement to every McLaren fan. That sorry. Watches this. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. No, but uh yeah, so thanks Ryan for joining us this week and filling in for Kay. It was great to have you on. Yeah, we uh, loved it. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Thank you guys. You're welcome. We'll uh definitely have you on again at some point. If you want to come back, that is of course, <laughs> well, I, mean, done. I mean, if Lando wins at Spa, I mean, the whole bucket hat, whole McLaren merch is getting on. You know, we have a party here. You know, I'll just on. sit in the car and cry. It's all right, guys. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll be having a party. Then, Jen, we will have everything crossed for you for this weekend. I just want to go to race. Really, really do. We'll, we'll pray for points for our points. I'll do at this point. A point. We'll pray for a point. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> One. Just one. Just one will do. Oh, bless. No, hopefully it's. Uh, it can only get better. Yeah, exactly. Can't get much worse than two double DNFs unless it's three. But, take take yeah. McLaren as inspiration. <laughs> yeah, that's it. One one upgrade can make a big difference. Yeah, let's be optimistic. Hashtag pray for Jen. Yeah, let's get that started. Definitely. Be... <laughs> Otherwise, maybe really will have to do a GoFundMe for your therapy. I think I, I think I need them. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's time to uh, to say goodbye, and we will see you all for the podcast next week, and we will be talking about spa. So, have a nice week, and we'll see you soon. See you later. Yeah. Giornata fantastica. Woo-hoo-hoo.